It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. I want to wish everyone a very happy new year. Happy New Year's Eve. Hope everyone is preparing for a lot of fun times. Some safe fun, of course. Wear your mask. Still take all the precautions that you need. Some safe fun, but a very happy new year. We're ready to get into the fight. Maybe talk a little UCF basketball. Big win over Michigan. That's a big win for Mich- big win for the Knights uh, as they try to make games. We'll talk about the Orlando Magic and how they looked against Milwaukee Bucks and why the fight is still so important. Let's get to it. It's your final Locked On Magic of 2021. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed locked on magic. Today is December 31st, 2021. I guarantee I will say January 4th or January 3rd, 2021 on Monday for Monday's episode. But until then, my name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the site expert and editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, a surprise live episode. If you're, if you're able to listen to us live on YouTube, you can submit your questions during the show. On today's episode... We will chat about the Orlando Magic's loss to the Milwaukee Bucks um, and why there's still plenty of positive signs that came from it, why the Magic are starting to come out of the other end of this COVID, uh, of this COVID outbreak, um, and why the Magic continuing to fight is a really big part of the team's culture and, and the growth and development that they're hoping to have the rest of the season. A lot of good signs coming from this game despite another double-digit loss. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment, but before we do that, we want to thank you for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Whether you're listening to us at work, at home now on your on your day off. Today might be a day off. I'm not 100% sure. Um, my calendar is always weird. Um, at work, at, while you're working out, whenever, we truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. We're streaming. We're, we're free and available wherever you download podcasts as well as streaming on YouTube. 
Look, uh, you know, just this, this game had a lot of similarities to Tuesday's game. Um, no, the Magic didn't get down by 29 points and, and didn't get potentially embarrassed, but um, there was a lot of that same sort of push and pull. Um, Milwaukee Bucks were in control for almost the entire game. Let's not let's not get it twisted. Let's not get that part, um, you know, out of there. The Bucks are the better team. You know, Giannis just kind of goes at half speed or at the pace that he needs to, and then when he needs to turn it on, he turns it on. And you know, when Wendell Carter played some incredible defense on Giannis. I really loved how Wendell Carter played. I really loved how Freddie Gillespie played in support of him. Um, but when Giannis wants to do what Giannis wants to do, he's going to do it. Um, and so the quite the 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 trick is not letting the sleeping giant get going um, in a lot of ways. Um, but, you know, Orlando just, they, they continue to stay in it. Um, and, and they, they made their runs. They, they, they found their little groove uh, and, and they, they, they played about as well as you could expect considering all the injuries. I mean, Tim Frazier starting at point guard. Tim Frazier had a really nice game. It was the first really nice game for him uh, in a magic uniform. Um, I know fans have been very, very critical of him. Hard to be critical of them after this game. Um, Orlando just 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 kept kind of grinding. Um, their defense never really could get right. Um, you know, they put a lot of attention on walling Giannis, and, and Carter did a good job of that on his own. But every time that Carter had to leave to go help someone else, Giannis had a free run, or the, or the Bucks were able to get the ball move get the ball moving to, to the shooters, or Orlando's offense just couldn't get going consistently enough. And Orlando's offense was good this game, don't get me wrong. Um, Orlando would miss some key shots here and there that allow Milwaukee to kind of extend that lead. I mean, it got out to like eight to 12 points and that's really where it stayed for almost the entire game. Um, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, you know, was, was, was threatened and certainly Orlando made a great run. At 20, I think it was 22 to four run, um, in the, in the third quarter to tie the game. They ultimately took a one point lead for a little while. Um, the Magic starters did their best to keep this game close. Um, and when that starting group was in there, you know, whether it was RJ Hampton at the point or Tim Frazier at the point, when the Magic starting group was in there, they did good things. Um, they put themselves in a position to win the game. But as has often been the case this season, once they broke that lineup, once the lineup changed, once the lineup shifted, once that bench group came in, and look, the bench group is not the Magic right now. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I, I hate to say this and, and, and this is no offense to those guys on the bench, but those are not players that we're, we're heavily invested in or, or really caring about for the future. And, and yes, it, they are, you know, I love those bench guys. I think they're playing hard. I think they're taking the, making the most of this opportunity, but a lot of those guys coming off the magic's bench right now are G league level guys. Um, you know, again, that's, I, I'm not meaning that as an insult or I hope it, I hope it doesn't come across as an insult, but there is definitely a, a noticeable step down when they enter the game. Um, and, and again, that's that's to be expected. I don't think that that's so crazy to say. Um, when they came into the third quarter in a one-point game, DeMarcus Cousins just had a field day. Uh, Mortz Wagner just could not do anything with DeMarcus Cousins. Um, and DeMarcus Cousins looked like Sacramento Kings' DeMarcus Cousins. Um, it was it was a, a throwback performance. The Magic were a, a step late uh, defensively on a lot of things. They fouled a lot especially in that third quarter. Um, and that allowed Milwaukee to take a one-point deficit and extend it back out to a 12-point lead. And that's that's really the reality of it. That's really the reality of where the difference in this game came. It was a 136-118 game. It, it was not 18-point game. It was really a 12-14-point game, 12-13, 11-10-point game, somewhere in there. Um, the Magic pulled their starters. They were, they were up. They were down 11 late in the game. 
Drew Holiday hit a three. Giannis hit a shot. Chris Middleton and shot. That's how they extended it back out to 18. Um, and that's how they got the final margin. The, the Bucks left their starters in a little bit longer than the Magic. Um, it's it, it, but Orlando just kept fighting. Um, and, and, and I, you know, you gotta, I, I gotta give them credit for that. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're grinding. They're trying to figure things out. They're just, they're just not there yet. Um, a, a lot of those details are not filled in yet. And I think a lot of it is because of the lack of depth. And yeah, Milwaukee's a really good team. Um, and so Orlando measuring themselves up against Milwaukee, you know, look, Milwaukee, Milwaukee turned it on when they had to in these two games. Um, and, and when they turn it on, even the magic's best was not good enough. Um, and so that's just kind of the, the cold reality of where the magic are at right now is their best just, just isn't quite good enough. Um, they need Cole, they need Markel, they need J.I., they need, they need Jalen, they need, you know, all these, they need Terrence, they need all these guys, they need Mo, Bamba. Um, they need all these guys that are out. And, and fortunately it does look like they're starting to get some of them back. Um, Terrence Ross and Mo Bamba were on the bench, uh, Thursday, Thursday night. Um, Terrence was out of health and safety protocols. He's in reconditioning. Um, I confirmed that Mobamba also now out of health and safety protocols. He's begun his reconditioning phase. So it's very likely that we see both Terrence and Mo uh, on Sunday in Boston. Um, so that'll be a good, good New Year's present for this Orlando Magic team that's just so desperate for a little bit of health. Um, again, this game, I really liked a lot of things that I saw from the Magic. And it's a lot of things that I've liked liked. Uh, throughout their tenure, throughout their time, throughout the season, really, um, there are good. There are some really good pockets of play. Um, I thought, you know, we'll get into the box score here. Franz Wagner did Franz Wagner things. Milwaukee did a good job denying him the ball, keep trying to keep him uninvolved. Um, Orlando has to do a better job getting him involved and keeping him involved because he's such a good weapon. Um, he he made some rookie mistakes, made some rookie dis, rookie bad decisions early in the game, but he really found his center and really made some big plays. A big reason why. Orlando came back in this game because Franz Wagner really stepped up his play. Um, Wendell Carter was great as a fulcrum of the offense, just really doing a good job distributing uh, and keeping everyone involved. And Orlando, again, maybe fell in love a little bit too much with their three-pointers. Uh, Milwaukee's good at keeping got, keeping teams from the paint, um, but they have to continue to they, – they, they're they not afraid to shoot threes. They're, I think they're a better three-point shooting team than they've shown, um, and they've just got to kind of continue to cycle and, and get through their offense. We're going to go through the box score here in a little bit, but I do see someone – uh, we're going to go through the box score here uh, in just a moment. Um, we do appreciate we do appreciate you listening today here on uh, on on New Year's Eve. Um, but let's uh, first take a break and tell you a little bit about prize picks. Look, it's really tricky and really really tough. Um, you know, you go you go play those daily fantasy games. You're playing against a million people. A lot of them have like 50 entries. They 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 water everything down and they usually win. They do really, really good. And it's, it's really, really tough. What you want easy, something simple, something to actually have a chance to win at. I remember playing those other DLC games uh, and, you know, I feel like I'm pretty knowledgeable. Yay. But, but, you know, I would be, you know, either making my money back or winning a very, very small amount, winning the big, big money, winning the big amounts is extremely, you just kind of sit there and hope and pray that your entries going to win. That's not how prize picks works. You're going to love this app. It's NBA and mixed sports pickums. It's just you versus the house, and you have a better chance to win than any other daily fantasy that I play. Prize picks has the best NBA DFS prop game on the market, and I can tell you from experience that it does. 
They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offer all the superstar players as well as bench players, only recording a handful of minutes each game. Keep hitting that over on Bronze Wagner, trust me. Prizebooks offers any prop you can think of from points, assists, rebounds, threes made, and more. All of you guys that deposit and use our promo code will receive a 100% deposit matchup to $100. So just use that promo code NBA to take advantage. You pick two. Here's how it works, though. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's just you versus projected numbers. I was playing uh, prize picks over Chris. They gave, they gave away some free picks, but taking Steph Curry under 30, big mistake on my part. Ended up losing that entry, but I won a couple of entries. I want some. Bi- I want some big money, and I've actually, you know, almost doubled the, the the deposit money that they gave me. That that deposit match that they gave me in just one week. Uh, it's it's pretty easy to play, and if you know your stuff, you have a very good chance of winning. So go to PrizePicks.com and use promo code NBA, or go to your app store and download the app. It's a really easy app to use. PrizePicks is daily fantasy made easy. If you're not playing PrizePicks, you honestly don't know what you're missing. And check it out today. Prize picks and use the promo code NBA for the free deposit match. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. They'll file with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So switch to TurboTax, make your moves They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com slash guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We want to thank you again for making Locked on Magic Part of your day every day here in 2021. Get set for 2022 as well. And make next next listen to Locked On Now podcast with nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. Locked On Now is your number one source for the daily news around the NBA. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or watch it on the Locked On NBA YouTube channel. The Atlanta Magic fall to the Milwaukee Bucks 136 to 118. Again, a disappoint, disappointing for sure because it was a loss and, and we want to see the team win. There's still a lot of really good things coming out of this game. Um, you know, I thought the Magic, obviously their offense was clicking and was working. Um, I thought a Franz Wagner followed up his game against the Bucks on Tuesday with a really solid game. And I think that consistency is really, really important for a rookie. Um, Wendell Carter, I thought, played really, really well. I thought RJ Hampton had his had one of his better games of the season as well. Um, so a lot of really good things. And again, I, I, I think we all could sit here and recognize that, that a, a big part of what Orlando's missing is the depth. Um, all those players that the Magic don't have right now, um, all those players the Magic don't have right now um, would help this team tremendously. Like seriously, which just would make this team a lot better. Um, and Magic just are, are missing a, a huge chunk of their roster. I mean, even getting Terrence Ross and Mo Bamba back would help a ton. 
Um, I think most of us have watched this team and said, yeah, they need Markel back. Getting Markel back, even if he's playing 20 minutes off the bench or 15 minutes off the bench, uh, would be a huge boost to this team. Um, just just for the stability that he would provide and and, and all that. And so you, you always take a lot of these games with with something of a grain a grain of salt or a little bit of a grain of salt uh, on on that on that matter. But let's run through the final box score for you real fast as the Orlando Magic fall one thirty six to one eighteen. Um, Franz Wagner leads the way with twenty points, six for twelve shooting, two for three from deep, six for six from the foul line, three turnovers for him. Um, again. Coming off a 38-point game, I was joking with some other members of the media in the media room that Franz doesn't know he's about to see tonight. <laughs> that he didn't. That he he didn't. He doesn't know what the Bucks are about to throw at him. Um, now he's made the Bucks aware of his presence. Um, and you know, I don't think Milwaukee went crazy. They certainly blitzed him a lot harder on screen and rolls. They really tested him. Um, he made some bad decisions early, but he adjusted as the game went on. And that, and again, that that to me remains the most impressive part about Franz Wagner, like every challenge that you throw at him, um, everything that he sees, he adapts to very, very quickly. He figures it out very, very quickly. And, and, you know, I think some coaching definitely helps. I think, you know, Wagner definitely prepares as well as he can, but he's learning everything on the fly right now. Um, and he's adapting on the fly and, and it's really, really impressive to see. Um, I, I, I am still just blown away by how good he is. Um, second half, third quarter, especially, he really stepped up his game, made a bunch of big shots that got the Magic back in the game, made a bunch of really good decisions as well. Um, the Magic did a good job getting him involved. I mean, I think the biggest complaint that I saw on the internet was that he only took 12 shots. And, and at this point, he probably needs to be up above 15 with how, with how important he can be to the offense. Um, but again, you look at Franz, Franz is not making bad decisions. You know, if, if he's turning the ball over, it's because he's trying to make a pass to the next guy. He's trying to get it to an open guy. Um, you know, he rarely, he rarely forces the ball into the paint. There's usually a gap there for him to go, to go at, and he gets in there quickly and he attacks quickly and he does a good job at that. So, um, you know, I, I say, I joke, I jokingly say this, but I really mean it. Franz Wagner is really, really good. Um, and I think they're, I think the Magic do have something really special with him. Um, Gary Harris, a solid 17 points, 7 for 15 shooting, 3 for 6 from the floor, 3 steals for him. Harris, Harris has, Harris has been a rock. In December, I know we talked about that a little bit earlier in the week. I know I wrote about it a little bit earlier in the week. Gary Harris has been really, really good. Um, deserves a lot of credit, a lot of praise for the way that he's been able to stabilize things. Um, I said earlier, Tim Frazier in a nice game, 13 points, 5 for 8 shooting, 3 for 4 from deep, 5 assists for him. Frazier's had a rough go with this team. Um, definitely looked and felt more comfortable in this game running the show. Um, you know, He said that a lot of the guys are still helping him kind of learn, th- learn things for this team, but um, Frazier had a nice kind of, if this is, was the last game for Tim Frazier, it was a very nice closing uh, salvo for him. Wendell Carter. I, I want to talk a little bit more about Wendell Carter, 14 points, 10 rebounds, five assists, five for 11 shooting, uh, one for four from beyond the arc. Um, I, I really liked Wendell's game. Um, you know, the scoring wasn't maybe where it needs to be. And I think that's, that's a part of his game that he needs to become more consistent at, uh, just looking for where he can score and being aggressive and looking to score. Um, but the magic relied heavily on Wendell Carter in this game. Um, it wasn't just the defense. It wasn't just that he was defending Giannis, and he did a good job on Giannis. I know Giannis still at 33, uh, 12, and 5. He had four turnovers and four fouls, though, too. Um, he shot 13 for 22, which is good still, but not great. Um, he had six, I think he had 16 or 17. He had, had half of his points in the fourth quarter. Wendell Carter did a good job keeping his body in front of the basket, in front of Giannis, making Giannis work for all his shots, 
um, and just challenging him at every turn. Um, Giannis got some putbacks. He got some pockets where he scored. But when Wendell Carter guarded Giannis Antetokounmpo in this game, Wendell Carter did a really good job. Um, I think you got to give Wendell Carter that that credit for his defense. Furthermore, the Magic have been running a lot of their offense through Wendell Carter in the high post. If you watch the Magic's offense, a lot of the actions begin with getting the ball to Carter at, at the elbow or around the around the top of the key, and then running dribble handoffs off of him. And he makes a lot of the reads and a lot of the decisions on how to initiate the offense. Uh, and if you watch him as well, he's organizing a lot of the team as well. He's telling guys where to go. And so in a lot of ways, especially because the Magic don't have a point guard right now or don't have a true point guard right now, Wendell Carter is the organizing factor for this team. Now, whether that's ultimately a good thing or not is certainly a fair question. Whether the Magic's offense can sustain itself with that kind of setup, certainly a fair question. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and say that the Magic are perfect offensively. They're not. They're really they're still really kind of inefficient offensively, although they've gotten a lot better. But Carter has been a really big part of when the Magic's offense has done well. Um, I don't think Mortz Wagner, they, they do this with Mortz Wagner too. Um, they've done it a little bit with Mobamba. Um, neither of them perform this function in the offense as well as Wendell Carter. Um, so again, watch the Magic offensively a little bit. Carter's gotten be- a lot better as a passer. He had five assists in this, this game. He's still not maybe a, a great kind of fulcrum. He's not a Jokic-esque fulcrum who is, but um, the Magic kind of use him the same way. They run their offense through Carter. He makes the initial reads to kind of get the team into their sets um, and, and kind of get the ball to the next guy to set up a pick and roll, to set up a dribble handoff, to set up a, a, pin, a pin down. Um, he does a lot of that work. Um, and so I think I think Carter did that really, really well in this game. I thought he played very, very well. Off the bench, they get 15 points, 5 for 12 shooting, 2 for 5 from deep from R.J. Hampton. He also had 5 assists. Um, I know R.J. was minus 23 for the game. Um, again, the individual plus minus isn't so important. It, the individual plus minus went as you expected, but I really loved how R.J. played in this game. Um, he played as under control uh, as I have seen him play all season long. Um, I felt like, you know, I, I, I've said this before many, many times when I've watched R.J., it's just like, dude, slow down, slow down, just slow it down. Um, you know, you're, you're going to be able to make the reads. You're going to be able to make the plays once you slow slow the game down and kind of begin uh, begin processing information a little bit slower and then using your speed and changing your speed. That's kind of the big next step for R.J. Hampton. This was a really good game in, in that direction, stepping in that direction. Um, he just – he whipped some passes cross-court that I've not seen him do before. He played with a lot of patience. He didn't do – he had a few wild finishes. I'm not saying – I don't think that's completely out of his game yet. Um, but he made a lot of really good reads and really good passes as well. Um, that just that just really gets you excited. That yeah, that yeah, maybe he is figuring out that he is putting those pieces together. Um, the three point shooting is already pretty reliable. Um, you know, he two for five is pretty solid for him. He's willing to take that shot. He's making making a, his fair share of them. Um, you know, spot up three especially. He's been really good. Uh, but if Hampton can add that playmaking once, he, and then he slows his game down, that, that means he's slowing his game down a little bit. That means he's doing the things he needs to do. Um, that's going to make RJ Hampton a really good player. Mortz Wagner, 19 points off the bench, 5 for 15 shooting, 1 for 8 from deep, 8 for 10 from beyond the arc. I know Wagner scored a lot of points. Mo Wagner scored a lot of points, but um, not as not super impressed with this game. Missed a couple big threes at big moments, especially in the fourth quarter that would have helped the Magic get back into the game. Instead, Milwaukee was always able to extend it back out uh, and keep the Magic at arm's length. Milwaukee defeats Orlando 136-118. to 118. Giannis with 33, 12, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Chris Middleton with 22 points for the team in this one, six assists as well. Drew Holiday with 25. Orlando didn't have a lot to do with him. Seven assists. Milwaukee um, shoots 
33 for 36 from the foul line. That was a big factor in the game, 49.5% from the floor overall. Orlando shoots 48.3%. Again, there's most games Orlando scores 118 points, they should win, but Milwaukee is a fully operational battle station, and Orlando decidedly is not. Well, the Magic are done with the Bucks at least for now, so that's good news, I suppose. Um, they fall again to the Milwaukee Bucks, 136-118. to 118. When we come from this quick break, we'll answer your questions. Uh, for those that are on the live stream, I see a couple in there. So get your questions in now. I'll answer them here, and we'll talk a little bit about why the Orlando Magic's fight is still such an important thing for this team. But first, let's get a quick word in from our pals at Built Bar. It's a new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours, like mine, is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even a little bit better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. And by week three, you're like, this is just not worth it. Where's the chocolate? Where's the flavor? Where's the taste? Well, Bilt Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and come in a variety of flavors to keep you guessing. And best off, most Bilt Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar. It's just, just not good for you. Bilt Bar is the candy bar for the healthy person. Here's an idea for the new year to, to go to all your secret treat stashes at home in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all that sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Bilt Bar. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's at least a little bit healthier for you. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least see something that tastes good and is good for you. Bilt Bars are great for you, whether you're working out to recover from workout or just to give you that little boost of energy late in the day. And they come in so many flavors like coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. There's always something special on Built.com too, so check out their latest flavor offerings. Go to Built.com. And use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I did this live flash show here on YouTube, so let's get to some of your questions. JT Mojave asks us here, once it loads, uh, do you think Coach will run a 10-man rotation? If so, when fully healthy, what do you think it will look like? Who will start is Bamba in the future? Um, and I appreciate you, JT, for being a daily listener. We truly appreciate that as well. Um, 
you know, yeah, I think I think Mosley's still going to run a fairly large rotation. Um, you know, I haven't completely thought that that far ahead, um, but I do think that that when everyone's healthy, Mosley's going to get all the young guys in. Um, you know, again, uh, we would expect at the trade deadline that one of Gary Harris or T- Terrence Ross is going to be gone, if not both. So there's going to be t- plenty of time for all these young guys to to get their to get their due. Um, you know, I, I think that Mosley's going to be pretty cautious with Markel and J.I. when he, when they get back. Um, you know, I almost don't expect them to start right away. Um, I would expect them to be on some kind of minute restriction when they do return. And, and yes, they are returning. Uh, you know, I don't think that's a question. Like, Markel is going to return here probably the next month. Uh, sometime, I would expect him back sometime in January. Um, Isaac is a bigger mystery, obviously. We don't know where he's at or, or even what stage of recovery he's at. Um, I would... It wouldn't surprise me if it's at the all-star break that we start to see start to see here grumblings that Isaac's coming back or rumblings that Isaac's coming back. But um, I do think we see him to close the season. Um, I, do, I do think it's important for the Magic to get him out on the floor. And, and, and whatever caution that they're using, um, you know, hopefully it's a good reason. Hopefully there's a good reason for that. Hopefully it's worth the wait. And hopefully we just forget this as, as, a, as part of his career journey because he's a really special player. And, like, they showed some highlights of him on the Jumbotron the other night. And I was just like, man, I, I can't wait for J.I. to be back. Um, it's, it's, it's a fair question. So I, I think all the young guys are going to go, um, you know, I think when fully healthy, like if the magic are still playing all their guys at the end of the season, that starting lineup is probably going to be, I still want to say it's going to be Cole, Jalen, Franz, J.I. and Carter. Um, would not surprise me if Markel slides in instead of, instead of Jalen, uh, Suggs at this point. Um, just because Suggs is a rookie, you know, he, he's, he's, he's proven he can play. I mean, I tell people all the time, you know, my goal for a successful rookie season is can you play in the NBA? And Franz Wagner can play in the NBA. It's a good pick. Jalen Suggs can play in the NBA. Um, I know his offense is, was still struggling, um, but his defense was really good. He's, he's, a, he's an incredible defender for such a young player. Um, and, you know, reminds me, remind, he's not as impactful as J.I. was, but he's definitely had that. He definitely takes the defense really, really quickly, which is such a big deal. So, um, yeah, I, I think that's that's part of it. Um, is Bamba part of the future? Um, it, it might depend on what his price is. Um, I don't think the Magic want to overcommit themselves to young guy, uh, overcommit themselves financially. They've extended a lot of guys already. Um, you know, Mo has had a really nice season. I, I don't want to take anything away from the oppor- from what Mo Bamba's done with this opportunity this year. Uh, but he he's still a step slow. Um, you know, he's still kind of a bit late. He's still chase blocks. He's still not quite disciplined defensively. And, and, and as I, I think as good as he can be as a three point shooter, his three point shot is just not consistent enough um, for me to invest heavily in. Um, you know, again, I think the magic got Wendell Carter uh, for bargain deal four years, $50 million. I think they did a really good job with that. They did a really good job kind of picking him up, picking him up there at that, that salary point. What are you paying for Mo Bamba? Um, you know, I'm not going more than 12 a year, maybe, maybe that. Um, and, and I think he's going to want more. And I think, I don't think the market's going to bear that. So um, it, it's, it's a real interesting question with Mo Bamba. I, I don't know what the magic can do. Would not surprise me if they look for trade options for him, if, if he, if that is something that's in the cards as well. So thanks again for the question, JT, if you are watching live, you can ask me questions. Um, but let's talk a little bit about the fight that the magic showed and, and, why that's so important for the team. Um, a lot of what the Magic are trying to do this year are little victories. Um, they're trying to, to to win kind of small things um, and, and build from that. 
Um, they want to be a team that, you know, they 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 know they're not going to win a lot of games this year. They know that it's going to be a struggle. They know that it's going to be something that they have to grow and, and develop in and, and get better at. Um, but one, but but this, so this Magic team is focused a lot on little victories. Um, they want to have little pockets of playing well um, and, and begin to string those together. Obviously, as the season goes on, um, I expect once this team is healthy that there will be a little bit more of an expectation to win. Um, yes, and, and I know that means that yes, they might be ruining some draft positioning, but they're tanking now, guys. They're they're doing their work now to be bad so that they can win later in the season. Um, it's it, it you know R.J. Hampton had a really interesting quote last night. I think it really sums up how the Magic feel. Um, the Magic know they're not winning a lot of games, but they want opponents to know that they played the Magic. Um, you know R.J. Hampton framed it like this: like you know we're we're playing for respect. We want the league to respect us. We want them to know when they come in and play the Orlando Magic that they played the Orlando Magic. And, you know, they don't want to be the laughing stock of the league. Um, and again, like, yes, there are bad losses. And yes, the Magic are not winning many of these games. They're not even, compete, you know, competitive into the fourth quarter in these games a, a lot of times. And it's the biggest concern that I have is that the Magic have not played a lot of close games. There's been a lot of games like Thursday night's that have stayed in that eight to 12 point range where the magic just can't get over the hump to make it like super competitive. Um, but more, but the other team can't quite get away from them either. And I think that's really part of the, the, the culture, the magic are trying to build that like they know, and I've talked about this, they know there's going to be that four to five minute stretch where they're just really bad. Uh, and that's the difference in the game. The difference in Thursday's game, the final three, four, five minutes of the third quarter when DeMarcus cousins went wild. Um, DeMarcus Cousins just dominated the game, built the lead back up to 12, and that was it. That was the game. The Magic never really threatened. The Bucks never really ran away. Um, but Orlando sees that as a victory, you know, except for five minutes. They played even with the champion Milwaukee Bucks, as depleted as they are, as, as full, you know, the fully operational battle station the Milwaukee Bucks are. The Magic played and competed with that team. And that's something. I mean, is it anything? No, it's, it's, it's a lot of work to do. It means the magic still have work to do and no one's sitting here celebrating that, but it is something that fight is something that, that the magic have talked about all year um, that, that we've seen on the court. You can, you can, you can criticize them. You can say it's silly to celebrate turning a 25 point deficit into a 14 point deficit or into a, an eight point deficit. But that kind of fight is exactly what this magic team needs to show. They don't give up on games. They're not, you know, yes, there have been some bad games. The Knicks game on opening, the Knicks, the Spurs game, game opening night, the Knicks game, um, the second Spurs game was pretty bad too. There have been bad nights. Don't get me wrong. Um, the Magic do not always live up to this, but for the most part, they have. For the most part, this team has been willing to fight, has been willing to stay in the game, has been willing to, to, to scratch and claw their way into games as much as they can. Um, they've been willing to do that. And that's really important because once they get the talent back, once they get guys back from injury, once they grow this base a little, once they continue to improve individually, that fight is going to allow them to win a lot of games. It's going to allow them to win games. It's the kind of culture that Jamal Mosley should be and is trying to build. This team does not give up. They fight for each other. They stay with it. And they make opponents, you know, at least sweat a little bit even if those opponents ultimately win in the end. Look, again, we know the Magic have a long way to go. The Magic are not anywhere near where they where they should be if they want to win games or where they should be 
um, as they want to develop. But this is the first year of the rebuild. This is about laying those foundations and seeing hints of what what we should see from this team moving forward. And, and we have seen plenty of good hints. Um, you know, I, despite, you know, the Magic right now have the worst record through 30, 35, 36 games um, in franchise history. Um, but everyone feels very optimistic about this group. Um, I still feel very optimistic about this group. There's definitely something different about the way the Magic are playing now and, and the way that they're the way that they're playing and the way that they're interacting that was different from the first rebuild. I mean, obviously, you got to start growing. You got to start building. You can't just be warm and fuzzy feelings forever. You've got to you've got to start producing results. And this year's not necessarily about results, but you know, you got to start trending in that direction. I think the Magic are playing better as the season goes on. Obviously, right now it's hard to learn much of anything because of all the injuries and absences. But the Magic do have a bit of that culture. They do have a bit of what they're trying to be and who they're trying to be. And the Magic are a whole lot better than maybe their record says they are. And I think that's really, really important. And I think the Magic are building the kind of culture that will make them a whole lot better too. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Sit your tune in Himalaya, Google, with Spotify, Odyssey, all the fun places on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. You can, of course, find uh, me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Uh, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. And, of course, thank you again for making Locked on Magic part of your day every day here in 2021. We hope you have a healthy and happy new year 2022 with some friends and family celebrate responsible responsibly mask up if you can um but we truly appreciate you making lockdown magic part of your day every day now that you're done with us it's a big day in college football so make your second listen locked on bets your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs locked on bets hosted by your boy q with extra analysis and insight from lee sterling it's free and available on all platforms that's going to do it for me today. That's going to do it for me for 2021. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Uh, have a happy new year. We'll see you all in 2022. Until then, for Orlando Magic Daily. And this is Phil Crossman. We'll see you all again for another episode. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.